Track. I'm your host, Dana. Today we're going to be talking about Baltimore from Hit and Run Phase 2. Although, obviously, this was originally recorded on the 30th of April 2015 at Paisley Park and released as a standalone single on the 26th of May 2015, uh, long before Hit and Run Phase 2 was even really a project that Prince was, uh, you know, kind of invested in. Uh, on the track, we have Prince, we have Erin Allen Kane, and we have the MPG Horns. Uh, although the MPG Horns were missing from the original version that was streamed uh, in the kind of May 2015, they do appear on the version that was then put on to Hit and Run Phase 2. Uh, the track is 4 minutes 33, and joining me to talk about today is on 2. Hello, on 2. Uh, hey there, Darren. So I think, you know, obviously, the, kind of the subject matter of the song, uh, like I said, you know, this was originally streamed. Um, uh, well, through SoundCloud, through the Third Eye Girl SoundCloud account, which had also had Hard Rock Lover, I think, or oh, Hard Rock Lover, I think, was actually the next song that was put on there. Um, uh, kind of early in May, uh, it, it was not available for download. Um, unlike, I think, Hard Rock Lover, which was available for download through SoundCloud, it was just literally available to stream. Uh, I remember the release very kind of like vividly, and I remember going on SoundCloud and... Uh, you know, on SoundCloud, obviously, there's a feature where people can comment. Like, you yeah. know, you can pick a certain point yeah. in the song and you can kind of comment. And I remember the the. I don't think the SoundCloud is available anymore. I think the account still exists, but the songs aren't on there anymore. Um, and I just remember that the comments were they were so kind of dense. It you know you have like little kind of uh, like kind of indicators as to where the comments are, but every single second had so many comments that the kind of the whole waveform was just comment mm -hmm. after comment. And as you played the song, you could just literally see like a constant stream of comments underneath. Were they uh, supportive comments or? Oh yeah, you know they were all very yes. It like there was no, it wasn't like any kind of negative comments or anything. This was you know this was stuff that was very kind of supportive of what Prince had kind mm -hmm. of done. You know it was kind of interesting to see, and also you know a little emotional to kind of see people, um, you know, supporting Prince and you know kind of his his kind of you know this kind of tribute, um, or I don't know I don't know what to call it. I I think you know it's kind of like a protest mm -hmm. song. Um, you know, there is like the kind of the story that was put out there, which, you know, you know, Prince said it was recorded, you know, at Paisley Park. Um, the original recording was like a demo um, that Prince kind of did in the morning. Um, and then the next day he had Josh Welton and uh, and Kirk Johnson kind of transfer, transfer the tracks that he'd recorded as the demo. And then, um, you know, Aaron Allen Grace was like flown in to kind of sing along with Prince Um and, you know, Prince was not there while she sang her vocals, which is kind of typical of how Prince kind of did his, mm -hmm. uh, you know, any kind of duets or whatever. You know, obviously she she listened to Prince's demo and then added her own vocals um, and then kind of Prince, you know, a few days later kind of went back and, and kind of added a few things and then, you know, kind of uploaded it to SoundCloud. Um, and then later on, obviously, you know, Prince went back 
uh, I think kind of later on in May uh, and had the MPG horns come in and add the, the kind of horn mm. stuff. That was then that was then the version that was officially released as a single, uh, which had the same kind of artwork as, you know, the hit and run, you know, phase one, two, uh, with the kind of very stylized prints with the afro um, and his, you know, sunglasses. And uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, it again, this like this is kind of almost like, um, um, you know, like kind of the reaction to the kind of Hurricane Katrina stuff. So, it, you know, rare the Prince ever did this of like, you yeah. know, literally reacting to kind of current events and putting something up. But, you know, given his reputation for being someone who liked to kind of, you know, get music out as quickly as possible. It, it's always kind of interesting when he actually did that where he actually recorded <laughs> something like as quickly as he could and then put it up, you know, mere days later. And uh, I don't I like, you know, um, you know, Freddie Gray was the kind of the thing that kind of incited Prince to do this. And, you know, he he died um, on the uh, the 19th of April, 2015. Um, and uh, it was on the 21st of April, you know, exactly a year before Prince's death, that there was, you know, an investigation into the, the incident mm-hmm. and six Baltimore police officers were suspended uh, without pay. Um, and, you know, it was eventually, you know, I don't know. I think it was it was kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't know that the, the officers were ever kind of um, charged, um, but it, it was, you know, it was done as a, as second degree or in, involuntary manslaughter, I think was how it was charged. Yeah. Um, you know, and there were some kind of riots uh, like a, a few days afterwards. And, you know, I think that was, you know, I think this is one of the things that people kind of knew about the kind of Freddie Gray incident was the kind of the, the rioting that took place shortly after it. Um, and this was obviously part of, you know, a, a kind of, I don't know, like a spate, I would say, of, of kind of deaths of, um, you know, uh, young black men in America that I, I'm guessing kind of, you know, obviously we like to think of Prince as living in this kind of bubble or something. But, you know, he was always yeah. very aware of, uh, you know, certain kind of news items. Uh, and this came through in, you know, some of his songs kind of in more vague ways. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he was never one to get very specifically political. Um, but occasionally he would do that. And, you know, this is probably one of the very few times where we had, you know, something that, that li- I mean, explicit, yeah. like view- political views and taking a side in, in a very specific way. And, you know, he actually says, you know, does anyone here as pray for Michael Brown or Freddie Gray? And, you know, like Michael Brown, obviously, was another, you know, young black teenager who was also killed by police. You know, obviously, this is all part of something that kind of, um, you know, en- ended up kind of being one of the spurring things of the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and also, you know, uh, later on, the kind of protests from, uh, you know, m- you know, mostly Colin Kaepernick, but other football players, you know, taking a knee um, because obviously... Mm-hmm you know there was this kind of kind of, even even today it's not as if it's not as if this kind of stopped a few years ago but the this kind of um you know the fact that that you know young black men were being killed by police is something that is is still happening today and um you know whenever i yeah. record this episode i'm sure i could i could search the news for for some recent um you know some recent deaths and i'm sure i'd find something but yeah you know the, the kind of this this incident and and uh, you know the, you know the the kind of Michael Brown incident also obviously you know spurred Prince and you know I, I don't know it's 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 interesting that kind of Prince you know felt the need to you know express like thoughts on this but you know it kind of does fit with you know if you go all the way back to something like Annie Christian like you know the, the Prince mm-hmm. kind of commenting on on society is something that he has done. Like we say, kind of mostly he gets very vague and he doesn't kind of, you know, say anything specific. So it's interesting that this is a point where he chose to be like, 
very, very specific about what had kind of motivated him. Wasn't he always like a behind-the-scenes supporter of uh, victims of police brutality? That's generally how I sort of put it together. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, like throughout his life, I think I think he had kind of, you know... I think he was like sending money to the families of victims of police brutality. And... But obviously, you know, the, thing, the thing about Prince is, you know, his, you know, his... his his religion kind of led him to do charitable acts quietly, uh, which I think, you know, is meant to be the point of charity. Um, and that was something that he kind of stuck to, you know, for, for quite a while after his conversion. And it was only after his death that that kind of things came out that kind of highlighted that he'd, you know, made contributions towards people kind of anonymously as, you know, and uh, I don't know, I, you know, there were a couple of other people that kind of recorded songs around this kind of event um but i think the princes kind of remained you know the most kind of high profile and there were even you know a few kind of documentaries about it um you know one of which was called baltimore rising which was directed by sonia son who you know people would know as key mcgregs from the wire mm-hmm. which i think is probably the only kind of thing that most people would know about baltimore um you know is is that tv show uh john waters as well i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess on a more cheerful note yeah good morning baltimore i think is the only other song i've got in my playlist about baltimore but i think the the kind of the wire was you know very prominently you know one of the things that particularly the fact that you know they refer to them as police and you know they say baltimore when they say when they instead of the word baltimore so yeah i, I don't know i i like it feels kind of almost superfluous to kind of talk about the lyrics but you know like the kind of chorus of are we going to see another bloody day mm-hmm. we're tired of crying and people dying let's take all the guns away uh, i kind of agree with the last one you know mm-hmm. i mean you know i kind of it, the weird kind of kind of hoops that people in america jump through to mm-hmm. kind of justify owning firearms to, like even today seems so kind of odd yeah you know it's like yeah particularly with all the events going on in the world like we don't have to specify because let's just let's not date this conversation but yeah it just seems odd that americans feel like you know the fact that they have like a population that is roughly the size of i don't know what like 75 percent of europe and yet the amount of killings by gun are you know like something like 30 or 40 times more it i don't know and obviously Prince, you know, he talks about how, you know, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then he also does say it's time to hear the guitar play. Mm-hmm. And so which, you know, I I don't know, I, I it, the kind of towards the end, it's, mm-hmm. you know, that we have this kind of repetition of if there ain't no justice, then there ain't no peace. Um, you know, and at the very end, Prince kind of has, you know, we have to interrupt the regularly scheduled program to bring you an up to date development. Sorry, up to date on the developing situation in Los Angeles. So like, again, like this incident is only one of many incidents. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, even though Prince kind of recorded something about this, like by the time he got it out, you know, there was already, you know, more incidents Mm -hmm. that had happened in the news, um, you know, kind of such as the news cycle in America and kind of, you know, the, the level of violence. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, as an opener to phase two, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. this is the first track that's on hit and run phase two. Um, I think it kind of makes, you know, a bit of a kind of bold statement yeah. of, of like, you know, this like, you know, this album is uh, a bit more serious than phase one. Phase one is very much kind of like, I mean, it opens up a million dollar show and it has kind of like Prince talking about how we're going to lose control. Uh, and it's a very much kind of Joshua Welton's production is kind of all over it. And it's very much kind of more of a, like a party album. 
whereas, you know, if you think about the kind of the songs that are on here, like Big City and, you know, Revelation and When She Comes and Groovy Potential and, you know, like this is very much more of a kind of serious album. And I think kind of having Baltimore as the opening track, it, it kind of makes it clear you know that this is this is a more serious album although you'll notice i skipped over screwdriver because that's a bit of a silly song um, <laughs> i but, i i know. agree like i think it's i think prince as a public figure like writing a song like this and putting it as the opening track so his listeners can't ignore it and like potentially reaching like the less thoughtful members of his audience like who are uninformed about um these sorts of goings-ons i think that's a really bold move and like it kind of pushes the audience out of their comfort zone and they we we as the audience should hear this and have a consciousness about it if not taking actions about it yeah it's interesting as well you know this album for two reasons first of all it's credited to prince and new power generation which just kind of you know I don't know. It just it kind of made, it's it kind of a bit funny to me that like Prince brings back Prince and Rev, you know, and the New Power Generation for hit, you know, what turns out to be his final album. Obviously, not planned as his final album, but mm-hmm. just kind of giving that credit when you know the, the kind of uh, these tracks were recorded between 2011 all the way up until you know a, a few weeks before this album was released. Um, so it's you know it's kind of interesting that you know the prince is kind of crediting it to this one group as if the new mm-hmm. power generation was a, a specific unit whereas you know you have both um john blackwell and michael bland as drummers on this album and it's it, i don't know it's it's kind of interesting but mm-hmm. also the fact that you know you know black muse 2y2d revelation extra lovable rock and roll of affair screwdriver baltimore groovy potential and stare all of those songs were available before this album was released um you know in one form or another and mm-hmm. so this is probably one of the most like in terms of Prince's albums, like I think there's only really like Big City, When She Comes and Look At Me, Look At You, maybe. Those are probably the only tracks that hadn't previously been available before this album was put out. Um, and as we're phase one, this isn't really an album. It's just a collection of songs that Prince kind of had lying around and then just mm-hmm. kind of stuck together. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that he could have put this. He could have put Baltimore anywhere in this this kind of collection of songs. But the fact that he chooses to open the whole album with Baltimore and, you know, this is, like I said, not by design, but this is his final album. And this is kind of like him setting out his stall, Um, Mm. you know, almost almost I feel like he'd kind of saved some of the more serious tracks, um, you know, that he'd released over the last few years uh, and put them on this album. Because maybe this was if we'd have had part three, if we'd have had phase three of hit and run. Maybe this was kind of more of the direction he was planning on going on instead of, you know, the kind of, you know, Joshua Welton kind of party songs. It, it is sad, like listening to the song and thinking about the sort of political print songs that we were, we kind of got robbed of in, in a way d- due to his death. Like, and I, I think it, I was actually looking up his, the date of his death, but Prince wasn't around when Trump got elected. And, you know, I, I think sort of, yeah, it's just thinking of what he could have contributed to the current climate we're in. Like, yeah, it's just a, a sad state of affairs, pretty much. The first time Prince performed Baltimore, it was in Baltimore. Um he he did a gig at the uh, the Royal Farms Arena. You know he wasn't actually touring in two thousand fifteen. Um, you know with a with a band. He was doing the piano and a um, 
uh, what's it, the Piano and a Microphone Tour. And so he did this gig and, uh, you know, Baltimore was performed there. Um, and, you know, he had uh, Erin Allen Kane on stage with him. He also had mm-hmm. Judith Hill, uh, Dougie Fresh, Estelle was there. Uh, as were Jay Z and uh, uh, Beyonce, uh, and Questlove was backstage as well. Um, <laughs> and you know, the, the, the kind of this was around the time that Prince had kind of got these deals with Tidal going on. So obviously, that's probably why Jay Z was there. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting that Prince. I mean, it makes sense that Prince was like, "I'm going to go to Baltimore. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do this gig, and I'm going to perform Baltimore there for the first times." And like, you know, I don't know. To to me, that kind of feels like it was the right thing to do. Um, yeah. You know, he he still had Third Eye Girl with him. Um, you know, and he also had uh, Liv Warfield as well doing backing vocals for him. Uh, you know, along with. Uh, Saida Wright and uh, you know he had uh, the, the MVG horns there as well so you know obviously it wasn't like Prince kind of just did you know popped up and did like a couple of acoustic songs or something this was like a full kind of concert um, you know and you know it, it was like there for you know the rally for peace as it was called so you know mm-hmm. uh, the, it, I don't know I, I just kind of love that Prince is like you know he's got this song to perform and he's going to go to Baltimore to perform it. And I don't know, yeah. I guess that's kind of, that's like a really classy kind of move from Prince, um, you know, and he performed it, you know, you know, through most of 2015 and 16. And the final performance was the 4th of March, 2016 uh, in Oakland, California, uh, as part of the piano and microphone tour. And, uh, you know, this is probably one of those songs that does kind of work probably even better when kind of just stripped down. It's just P- Prince and, the, and, you know, the piano. Uh, kind of expressing you know the kind of the sentiment directly to the to the audience um but yeah i don't know i would say for me probably uh four out of five um you know it it still does kind of have a bit of a demo feel to it like you know it's obvious that prince kind of did this quickly and you know it was for a specific reason yeah um but you know, purely from that point of view it still has a little bit of a demo thing even adding the horns i think didn't really kind of finish it off i still would have liked prince to have gone back just a little bit and kind of you know given it a bit more of a polish but uh, you know as a kind of expression of you know uh kind of raw feeling i think it really works yeah i i i personally can forgive the the demo-esque elements like i feel like the immediacy of getting the song out there and having it heard uh and i I don't personally i don't feel like it sounds too much like a demo right i'm gonna give it four out of five uh again like i think I think uh, popular music is really, it's like really great when you can get like a message out there via like a <laughs> three minute song. And I feel like this is like a really galvanizing and good protest song. And I, I really like the the chant at the end where like, if if there's no justice, then there ain't no peace. I Like getting a, like a pop star to have that in a song is incredible. I, and I really dig the solo as well, the guitar solo with the strings playing the exact same lines. It's That's real, a really great musical moment as well. Uh, well, I feel like we said about as much as we can about Baltimore, the song, not the city. Of course, we could talk mm-hmm. a lot more about the city. Uh, I don't want to date this episode too much, but the mayor there has recently got involved in a scandal uh, involving <laughs> selling um, homemade toys. Uh, okay. So... Yeah, I, I uh, did not know that at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just look up Baltimore Baltimore Mayor scandal, and I'm sure you'll find many many articles. Uh, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug onto? Oh uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at 
on two comedy. The handle is on two comedy. It is spelled A N H T U. The word comedy. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us. Not sure we would at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks as well for being my guest here, Ron. Too. Uh, no problem, Darren. Thanks for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Just came to tell y'all From the darkest desperation To the highest bliss Power to the ones aware Where's my guitar?